Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. From West Palm Beach in sunny Florida, the Mass and All Access podcast has hit the road. It is in Nationals camp. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano, of course, as always, joining you. And with us today, MLB.com's own Jamal Collier. Jamal, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We're in Florida. It's week two, three of camp. I can't even count. Just excitement's everywhere. How are you hanging up today? I'm doing well, actually. Spring training is a, is a grind, as, as you guys know, really in, in the schedule. Um, and uh, but it's but the spring has been going really well. I, I don't know it, what it is. I don't know if it's all the kind of new. It's a lot of new things going around here with the Nationals or just whatever. It's kind of just refreshing me. But uh, I don't know. I'm in a good spot here to start off the spring into February. Even the the more I'm not a morning person. Yeah. At all. We talked about this uh, <laughs> at all. But did we talk about it on the podcast? We yes. may have talked about it all. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm just stunned that the usually by this point I just I I, I need sleep and I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm grumpy and I'm, I'm angry. But uh, I'm in a, I'm in a better I'm in a better place. Well, Jamal, you told us yesterday that you've been working in some morning workouts yeah. as well. That certainly helps you wake up. Um, I'm guessing the idea of having all the morning workouts is just so that you avoid the heat of the day is like the tradition. I have no right? idea. Spring training is a thing that like, if, they, if somebody had to start it right now, they wouldn't do any of the things that they do. They would never do it. Yeah, it would <laughs> yeah. be like two it weeks like long. A brand new it, thing. it wouldn't be this long. Yeah. It wouldn't be in the mornings. You wouldn't throw teams in random places in Florida and spread them all out <laughs> yeah. and make them drive three hours. And, and, like, yeah. None of this makes And then the sense, other half of the teams in Arizona. And, yeah, yeah. It, it, none of this makes You, you do it how Arizona does it where everything is, is closer together. Right. And, it's all within like an hour drive yeah. but yeah it's spring training is 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 just kind of a, a one of those things that well because we've all been doing it this way we'll keep doing it but that's all of baseball i feel like yeah, that's, yeah it is. that is the entire which is never a good way to do things but i will say it's kind of like i like the idea of getting in early so you're done earlier yeah. like school like back in high school I, right we always went back super earlier than like public school okay. but we were always finished earlier i'd rather be like done earlier like have you know get out get in early sure that sucks i'm not a morning person yeah. either but Get my work in and be done by one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon and be, get and boogie. I always envision that future Jamal will be able to deal with these problems later. So you know, <laughs> when you get like a snow day and it's like, oh, you got to make up those days in in, in you know June yeah, when it's yeah. nice. And I'm like, yeah, but he'll we'll deal with that when we get there. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm very much a you know what? Uh, let me live, let me enjoy it now and then it'll suck later. Yeah. But that's fine. All right, let's let's switch over to actual baseball that's going on right now. I I wanted to come on this podcast. We've been trying to plan this for about four months now, and we finally got it. But I wanted initially, Jamal, you you have some great hot takes, I will say. <laughs> and you also have some hot takes. You did at least... Yeah. First off, what's what's the hottest take that you have? I don't even... I don't even... I just have regular takes. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh, I know. I, you said it earlier today. What was it? About Ryan Zimmerman. You you are ready for Ryan Zimmerman to not participate I in thought spring that, training. I thought you're ready. For, you're here for You're here for the fans to get upset, <laughs> to tweet at Jamal Collier, yeah, yeah. and be like, why I, is I Ryan Zimmerman not in the lineup? You're here for that. I get him anyway. I mean, you know, it, whether I get it, I put any lineup out that does not have Ryan Zimmerman's name in it, yeah. uh, I'm prepared to hear him. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think it's it's partly um, it's spring. One thing I like about spring training is that everything here just to me it seems silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, silly, yeah. silly in a it's sense ridiculous. that, it, you know, it becomes so inconsequential through the course of a season. Right. And, um, you know, we can debate Ryan Zimmer's spring training's obviously been a, a kind of top for the last two years, and you can debate whether or not his year last year stemmed off of what he did in the spring. Yeah. I, I think it, the, I don't see the correlation, and I think that um, 
you know, part of me I was being facetious earlier is uh. that uh, I don't think it is as a big a deal that Zimmerman has to get X amount of spring training at bats to be right. ready. I think he needs to prepare himself that he's ready and that the team feels that he's ready. Um, and you know, I think that the, you know the, the kind of funny thing about it is, is he obviously came down with an illness uh, and is that was not in the lineup today on Wednesday as, as we're recording this. Um, but you know, initially Dave, you know, Davey said that he'd try to play some time in February. Yeah, which is uh, you know why the Nationals in general are usually wary of putting timelines on things is because then when they don't hit them, everybody wonders <laughs> yeah. what happened. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it, truthfully, Ryzen just got sick and, and, yeah. and could not play today as, as they kind of initially planned. Um, and, but, you know, the idea that if he plays on March 2nd as opposed to February 27th that that being matters. a huge different deal to yeah. me is just is sort of silly. And that's why um, I, I intend to em- embrace the chaos of of letting it, uh, <laughs> letting it kind of linger out there, let everybody freak out. But, but no, I, I, I do mean, think... <laughs> go uh, ahead. To play devil's advocate... Please... What would you attribute his horrible start last year then to? If it wasn't not playing in spring training, was it just because we heard all, you know, oh, just kind of general soreness, just like nagging injury. Why did he start out so poorly if it wasn't him skipping spring training games? I think Ryan Zimmerman is a very streaky hitter. Okay. And I think that, um, you know, we've seen a lot of evidence of him going through months or you know, longer than that stretches where he just doesn't look like himself. Yeah. And, you know, when he, at the same time, I've seen months of his and at that month of, I believe, May of 2017, where he was, and even really April as well, but um, he's going through months where he looks like one of the, the best hitters in the league when, when he's been healthy over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, again, the, the biggest thing that he's shown in over the last couple of years, and this is something that I was skeptical of at first, is that, you know, he's very much, when I'm on the field, I can still be productive and mm-hmm. be healthy and be a, a, a contributor to his team and I think that I've seen enough evidence of that that you know pretty much the only thing that's kind of hindered him so far has been uh, injuries and if he is saying I don't want to use my bullets for lack of a better term on spring training games yeah I, I don't have a huge problem with that, I um, and I think that you know, yes, he he, he probably should have gotten more at bats. Yes, it probably would have been beneficial for everybody involved mm-hmm. for him to to play more often. And I do think that that will end up happening, or they plan to end up happening this spring. Um, but I, I just don't think these guys in 2019 athletes have to play as often in the spring as they do. I think a lot of it is just because of repetition and routine and things that they've done. Um, and I think that there just are other ways that he can he can kind of get ready for the season. To play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate, Paul. <laughs> It wasn't that he wasn't playing games. He wasn't playing in Grapefruit League games. He was playing in minor league games, which is really different. He wasn't like not doing anything, just working out on the side. Right, right. But he wasn't facing major league. I think that plays a major part. Like you you can't face like 22 and 23 year olds who aren't going to play higher than double A over the course of the season and then go expect to be successful against major league pitchers. And and I think that even last year, as, as everything was going on, you know, the idea was that last week, 10 days or so of the spring, we'd see him in games. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was not. And I, and I did think that that was, you know, a high benefit of hindsight. I'm sure everybody involved would say, okay, we'd have at least like to throw him out there for a couple of games yeah. in that last week. Um, you know, and, but but in general, that approach to me, it, it didn't bother me as much as it did some people. Um, obviously, it, the results didn't support it. So it, I get why they can't do that again and, and why everybody's kind of skeptical of, of the way spring has started so far. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I just I think there's still, and we still have a month to go yeah. in spring training. There's a lot of opportunities for Ryan Zimmerman to play. I think t- to uh, for spring training, it's good to take this time to look big picture often because the day-to-day doesn't matter. Yeah. So let's, let's focus on big picture for just a moment. You have a chance now in spring training to be around the members of the team, be in the clubhouse, when everybody is pretty much in a good mood, they're pretty much all talking. 
and you kind of can get a good sense of of the clubhouse, maybe a little bit more than you might during the regular season because people are more guarded, your times in the clubhouse are more limited and such. How do you this is this club has had a reputation sometimes in the past of being a little serious, of being yeah. a little intense. Um, and you know, they occasionally need stuff to loosen them up. How do you gauge this new clubhouse? You don't have Bryce Harper, and now you add some new pieces in Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes and Anibal Sanchez. How do you see all of these parts fitting together? Is, is the mood in the clubhouse totally different without Bryce and with all these new guys in there, or is it pretty much the same? Yeah, again, it's a little difficult just because of where we are in the schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would. It, Yes, everybody's excited and, and cheery mm-hmm. and chippy, but you know I've said the same thing a year ago, and pretty much on every everybody at the beginning of March is, is pretty optimistic, right? Like everybody, but you know I, I will say though there is um, very much a, a kind of a, a palpable excitement, okay. not just necessarily in the in the clubhouse, but I think just around the entire complex. I think the front office, I think this team, I think the coaches are all excited about the team that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you know they know losing Bryce, and, and obviously that hasn't been resolved yet, but this team is, is Bryce Harper is almost certainly not going to be back here. Right. They think the team they've built without him, uh, the front office is excited about it and they're excited about the, the players they've added. Um, the guys who were here the, in the locker room are excited to see, you know, one of the, the kind of front office that went out and was aggressive and spent yeah. money and, and added to talent and addressed the areas they needed. Uh, I think the guys that, you know, were free agents or were traded are excited to come over to this team and, and, and kind of contribute. I think the coaching staff um, is tweaking a lot of things from last year and just kind of their mindset and such. I think they're, yeah. um, you know, excited for about two years too. And I just think that in general, um, it's a team that feels – feels still optimistic about you know obviously last year everything kind of went wrong for them mm-hmm. and I think that they are really ready to put that behind them and, and kind of move forward um, I think that you know again this is it's very much a, a spring optimism stuff and I'm, and I'm curious to see what happens when this team gets punched in the mouth so to speak and, and has to yeah. adjust from there but you know as of right now uh, you know this is a team that feels that feels like they have a really good team right and it's gonna their no division is gonna be good and be better but they think they are as good if not better than anybody else uh, in, you know in National League East right now I just think it's interesting because you could argue that the pressure is almost off yeah. a little bit because they didn't make the playoffs last year because they didn't have to back-to-back you know NLDS losing in, in game fives because Bryce Harper is not here I just feel like the expectations are lowered just a little bit you talking and about a team might... who you just said came off missing the playoffs and then lost their best hitter exactly and still expects to kind of make the playoffs yeah it's, just, it's not even kind of expects to make the playoffs yeah. to be a, a contender and I think that um, you're right on one hand I probably think of at large they're not considered as, as the favorites in the National yeah. League or even you know you probably debate about the division but I think internally and around here um, I think that's a that's a position of the National like being it right um yeah. you know they 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 i don't think they embrace or relish that favorite t- you know the 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 super rotation of some of the other seasons we've had where they've been like you said the clear favorite exactly they like being in this role where they're kind of fading in the background exactly and, and, yeah. and feel like they can sneak up on some teams yeah and that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say that's the lack of pressure and this team oh i feel like always and that's what was with dusty baker's regime there was almost no pressure always because dusty was such a laid-back manager and he's like hey we got it it's cool you know we we're fine bryce harper Especially last year and before his free agency year or his uh, free agency, he brought a lot of pressure, and he, he even set the tone himself coming into this very room. This room, and, yeah, <laughs> sitting where Jamal's sitting and saying, "I'm not talking about it. Don't ask me, or else I'm not going to talk to you." Yeah, and you had you had national reporters. You had the room. Literally, I had to stand in the back because, like, that was the amount of media coverage, and you're not getting that. This so year. then you have the media walking around on eggshells around him. You maybe even get some of your team, his teammates, walking around on eggshells on him. Everyone has this pressure. This is Bryce's possible last year in DC. We have to win this year, and. 
I mean, Bryce even himself maybe cracked under pressure. He hit 213 for half the season. So I, I do agree that there's a lack of that pressure. It's just a more calm atmosphere yeah. in the clubhouse. It is early, so the excitement of spring training starting is still there. We're just starting games. That's that's fun and exciting. But it does seem like a little more at least Davey Martinez is more comfortable in his second year. Um, Max Scherzer is now the face of this franchise. He is the head of the clubhouse. It's no longer Bryce's team. It's Max's team. And that's been said over and over by the people like you, Jamal, and Mark, who've covered this team over the past couple of weeks. So uh, to me, it is a lack of pressure. And and I think that's even helping Davey Martinez a little bit in terms of his managing style and how he's approaching it in his year two. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, it, it, you can we can debate obviously whether or not how big of an impact Bryce's presence being lifted from the clubhouse or not mm-hmm. um, can end up having. But I think the the one thing is, um, you know, he he, he is he's just such a commanding presence right. at, wherever he goes. Yeah. And as, as as most stars are, um, and especially so. And and you know the locker room, the personalities in that locker or that clubhouse um, are not in general align with in that same way okay um I, I push back a little bit on just the the net gain of people thinking to be a net positive that bryce would be gone uh but i do think that when you look at the the look at how max and zim and even kind of some of the new guys like soto or, or trey um they're just they're just not, not the same person as, as bryce harper just personality wise rendon and i think that you know You'll see probably a clubhouse that reflects a little bit more, and 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 I do think that those guys were the were the ones controlling anyway. Max was a very is a very strong voice, and and kind of always has been as well as Zim. Yeah. Um. You know, guys are excited about Howie Kendrick and Adam Eaton and seeing those guys. Be. And I just think there's easier for those guys to take a leadership role. Um. And it's all those guys are coming off injury and expecting to be around a little bit more. I think that you know having Eaton and Kendrick, uh, you know, as they think healthy and and, and around for a full season is going to be a healthy thing. Bringing in Brian Doja. So there's there's a lot of things that um I think is going to just kind of change it it's going to be a very different team yeah this year and um you know they they hope to win differently and just look a little bit different feel a little bit differently and i, and I do think uh, you know a couple of weeks in here so far it does feel different um that being said there's so much time to go yeah there there is a lot of time to go and there are several uh, switching gears several free agents still left out there so there's time yeah. to add uh people on the roster before the season starts as well. You look around the diamond on this Nationals team, it obviously doesn't have a Bryce Harper, may not have the same center of the lineup piece um, that it did in years past, but I feel like it's deeper in a lot of areas. Like you look at uh, even the rotation just feels deeper because now you have a healthy Joe Ross is like your sixth starter, and you have Eric Fetty as your seventh, and it just feels a whole lot deeper. The one area I still think just doesn't feel like I, I've just been waiting for them to do something else about would be the bullpen and especially the left side of the bullpen. Um, when they extended a contract to Sammy Solis, I was like, okay, I guess like, you know, if you really that desperate and you don't know how the free agents market is going to go, but is he, is he, is they, this team going to rely heavily on Sammy Solis? Like is Matt great? Are they counting on Matt grace to be a 2.83 ERA pitcher or whatever he was last year? Are they done with their bullpen, because it doesn't quite feel like they have quite enough there, especially when you look at the great teams around baseball. They have stellar bullpens. 
this bullpen feels an, an arm short to me. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, I, I I do I do like the guys they brought in. I, I like the Rosendahl signing. They they're really encouraged. Obviously, his first great field league outing, he threw a hit a hundred. Yeah. Um, they've been encouraged every time he's thrown the ball. He kind of didn't, you know, uh, kind of laughed about how he didn't he wasn't thinking about being on the mound for the first time because right. he's been throwing so often. Yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday. So I think that um, I I I felt as as well that this that this still feels like that. They're counting on a lot of things to go right, and and yeah. you know when you have Doolittle is obviously pretty much a given in the ninth, but Rosenthal is coming off Tommy John. You know you f- they feel good about him as being good for the, kind of the settlement right in front of him, but Bearclaw's also coming off a, sh- a, a shaky year in Miami. Yeah, uh, you're not exactly sure what you're getting from him. The Cota Glover injury uh, kind of thins your pen a bit. You know Swero was pretty good, but y- you know there's just there's not a whole lot. Where basically if they're wrong on Rosenthal or Bearclaw, they don't really have a whole lot of depth. Exactly, a yeah. lot of reliability reliable depth to necessarily slide in to me as, as easily as they'd want. Um, you know, I think this bullpen at, at its best potential could be as good as they were uh, or, or set up to be last year when they when they kind of had Doolittle and Madsen and Kensler coming back and they felt just kind of good about that core. Um, but, you know, I think that to answer your first question, uh, yes, they are going to be relying on Sammy Wilson <laughs> right. again this year. And I think, you know, he still has to make the team. And, and they, they have they pushed back a little bit on the idea that they need um, – another left-hander mm-hmm. uh, outside of Matt Grace and Sean Doolittle doesn't really count because he ends up kind of being the closer. Um, you know, they basically are looking at the the splits of Rosenthal, the splits right. of Suero, and thinking these guys could get lefties out if we need it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need a, a, a strictly matchup left-hander just because he throws with his left hand. Um, and on one hand, I agree with that. On the other hand, I think uh, we're almost semi-sleece unless he has a, a kind of a, a, an awful spring is probably going to make this roster um, or at least kind of has a pretty good shot of making one of the last bullpen spots. Um, and, you know, I think that they, they are going to give him a chances to try to get guys out again in the majors because they're not ready to give up on him. Yeah. You know, they looked at what he did the first two months of last year, really right before he hit that first, that career high of ex- uh, appearances. Um, I want to say he was about a 3-4, and you guys can check me on this. It was a 3-4 in uh, April and May, his ERA. Walks were still a little bit high, and he wasn't doing necessarily great against lefties, but, um, you know, they do feel that before really, the, the problem with him became a useless thing, and his arm broke down, and, and he kind of never recovered from that, and then just snowballed on them late in the season. They think that with you know the right kind of usage and, and spreading Sammy out, that there's still something and some elite talent in there. Um, and I think that they're just kind of ready to see what what that is. Um, so the short answer is uh, yes. We're probably going to <laughs> Sammy's league is going to probably pitch some important right. innings in April if, if I had to kind of take a guess right now. Um, and, and we'll kind of remain to see you know what what what, what will happen from that. I'm I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting point that the Nationals are kind of hoping a lot of things go right because to me there's just like too many dominoes on this team that could. Fall Fall the wrong way, and sure. I, I can't attest to other teams across the league, um, or even in in all of baseball. But it like, I look at the pitching staff as a whole. You know, we just talked about the bullpen, but then even go to the starting staff. Like they're counting on Jeremy Huxton. They're they're gonna let him. And we saw Jeremy Huxton today for the first time um, make his first um, spring training start. They're counting on him. They're gonna give him a chance to go three times through the order, and that's something they avoided adamantly last year. Yeah. If he can't go th- three times, that's going to impact the bullpen because then you're using more relievers each, every five days. What if your long man is burned the day before, stuff like that, and vice versa? Is there more holes to be filled just outside the, the bullpen, or is this team almost complete, and do you think they can make by with the gambles that they've made? Yeah, I, I think on one hand, I think that they feel this team is complete, and I, and I wouldn't expect anything major 
Um, I mean, obviously, it's, we're, you, there's still a lot of guys out there. I would say we're kind of late in the spring here. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect them to make anything a major addition right now unless something kind of falls into their lap value-wise. Um, I do think that they uh, you know, they, they focus a lot on just depth in this offseason. And I think the position player group, to me, matches up with when you look at where the, the Cubs or the Dodgers, those guys, are just, they feel like they have just extra position players to be rotating, platooning, to doing whatever. And I think the Nats position player group looks a little bit more like those teams and I think that that in that sense the depth is 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 was addressed well I think you know to an extent I can see how they felt about the bullpen where they right. may look at eight or nine guys who theoretically could help and some guys in the minors to kind of come up and that was a problem for them last year is that once guys you know were thrown innings or going back to back days or such they didn't have guys with options and such to be able to to, to bring back and forth um, from AAA and I think that you know to to me the biggest hole on this team or one weakness that I think will be could be their downfall if it, if things go wrong is the starting pitching depth and I think that that you know as you mentioned um that to me is where I don't see enough I think um you're counting on you're gonna have to lean heavily on your top three starters and yeah. you need probably 160 to 180 innings or so at the very least out of those guys yeah and out of Annabelle you need probably 140 or more as well and I just I don't see a great path to this team being successful without those guys all making you know a lion's share of their starts um because you know, and, and and that's a gamble because you know Annabelle Sanchez is a guy who's been injured the last couple of years who's not getting you know he's, he's 34 yeah, yeah. yeah is, is, as of today younger yeah, yeah. um no he should have some happy birthday today uh <laughs> yeah we had him on the he show, on the show. Didn't even didn't wish him happy i even birthday. said yesterday tomorrow's his birthday yeah and i we completely well, that's on it. you guys then yep. that's, that's yep. only there happy birthday annabelle <laughs> yeah if you're listening get a ball uh you know steven strasberg is another guy who's obviously exactly. you, you, you have to count for almost an annual monthly trip to the disabled to the yeah. injury list i guess now um you know jeremy hellickson is a guy who you're just not entirely sure what you're going to get from him whether it be innings lengthwise or just number of starts so i i just and i don't buy that uh Joe Ross coming off Tommy John that you're going to have to monitor his innings. Eric Fetty, who has been also has own injury issues and has kind of been ineffective in his short period of time uh, and kind of piecing together whatever. I, I don't buy that that's enough pitching depth to withstand 180 some games unless or 183 days of a, of a, of a season. Um you know, un- unless you just have great starting pitching yeah. help. And I think that that's where they can run into trouble is if you maybe have somebody, say, Hellickson regresses and, you know, you have to deal with Strasburg from essentially what happened last last June is when Strasburg got hurt and Hellickson got hurt at the same time and they kind of had no answer for it. I'm not sure they have uh, a, a, a better answer right now for that. Yeah. They're better I, suited to, to withstand that. I think they're going to have to dip into somebody. They're going to have to ask a Wander Suero, uh, somebody else to make some starts this year. We saw it last year. You know, the fact that they traded away Tanner Roark and the fact that they traded away Jeffrey Rodriguez thinned them just a little bit. And those those trades were kind of brushed under the rug and they were small small potatoes at the time. But still, those those little things add up eventually. Those are innings they need to be filled some one exactly. way or another. Yeah. Hey Nats fans, Mass and All Access is on the road in West Palm Beach. After listening to this special episode from Nats Camp, be sure to check out all of Mass and All Access's spring training coverage. Watch exclusive interviews with Mike Rizzo, Davey Martinez, and your favorite Nats players on our live shows in West Palm. Turn on notifications on the Mass and Nationals Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube pages for the latest content. 
And also be sure to check out Mark Zuckerman's covers throughout spring training on MassInSports.com. Baseball is back, and Mass on All Access has you covered. Follow Masson Nationals on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest from Nat Spring Training. Jamal, we don't want to take up too much of your time. You do have a game to cover at some point. Uh, I have. You are a big Marvel fan. Yeah. You are uh, a comic book sort of nerd. Would you call yourself? You know, it's funny. I, I think I'm just. A, I think I'm. Con- we can we put the qualifiers in. I think I just call myself a nerd. <laughs> just, just all around nerd. Which is funny. You know, we've it, talked nerd stuff on this podcast. We have. Yeah. Before. You know, what's funny. I, I think about this often. Is that you know, in third and fourth, you would sort of third and fourth grade me uh-huh. that. You know, you'd be talking about Harry Potter and Marvel and oh, Harry yeah. Potter Marvel Game of you know, Game of Thrones wasn't around, I guess, or maybe it was around. I wasn't reading it, but just some of those things in in, yeah. in second or third grade that you know you almost hide. <laughs> sure. yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah, And now everybody, oh, everybody loves Marvel movie. Oh, now cool. it's cool. And I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I feel very much, you know, I, I was a fan of this before <laughs> when you oh, guys yeah. were laughing at me and taking my lunch money. I was, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I love this stuff. Yeah, now you're you're hipster. I was a fan before it, it even got popular. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole mainstream thing. It's cool to be Marvel fan. Exactly. Exactly, and proof that it is cool to like Marvel is the fact that the Nationals are rolling out a Ryan Zimmerman bobblehead where he is dressed as Captain America, which is absolutely perfect casting. Yeah. He's got perfect hair. He <laughs> uh, is big. He's strong. He fits the bill as Captain America. He's that fits. Captain. Uh, he is the captain. Yeah, this is his DC nickname. Team, yeah. um, so um, I went DC through and guy. I thought, if you're going to cast the Avengers, um, the End Game. Uh, basically, with the although half of them are dead. Uh, right, so, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, <laughs> yeah. snap of the finger. Yeah, yeah. Um, you fast forward what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I have uh, a list of the major Avengers here. Um, sorry for some exceptions here. Sorry, uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, but I want to know where you Avengers guys probably. would slot the rest of the guys on the Nationals roster into these uh, spots. So I have... The characters I have for you, obviously Captain America, that's filled. I have Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Star-Lord, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Ant-Man, and War Machine. All right? One of them is going to be kind of weird because it's a woman. Black Widow is going to be a little bit weird. We're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, no insults. It's 2019. Too. Yeah, exactly. So let's start down uh, at, at the start at the top of the list with Iron Man because he's been there since the very beginning first marvel movie of the mcu who is your iron man i have somebody uh i would well for discounting zim can i can i say that this is the spot i probably would have used bryce harper in really okay. um because you know, tony stark is a little flashy he is kind of you know he's the first okay. guy to be to come out and, and yeah. not necessarily hide his identity and just say i am an, a, a superhero he and, does yeah and, that's true um I, this it feels very bryce harper-esque i mean he is the guy during all the fights that kind of makes it a little bit time to showboat um <laughs> which you know i think would line I, I think there's a lot yeah. of personality quirks that i think harper will be my i think Iron any man. other avenger that's where bryce fits the bill Probably. in terms of personality yeah so, um, considering Bryce is no longer on the roster, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you play the game. Sorry, you already lost. Um, here's where I had Max Scherzer in there okay. because I okay, because I, I have him for another guy that I, another slot that I like a lot more. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, personality-wise, he doesn't quite fit it. 
um, because I think Iron Man is, you know, Tony Stark is known as kind of like a playboy, yeah. you know. He's not as intense. He No. Um, Max Scherzer has a $210 million contract. He's mm. pretty darn wealthy. Iron Man is very wealthy, as we know. Uh, he is basically like the second leader under Captain America. And to me, that's Max Scherzer, especially with Bryce leaving. You, mean, you know, it's funny. You, you talk to Iron Man, he may say he's the first leader and Captain's the, the yeah. second exactly, leader under exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> but that we saw them go head to head. So, um, that's who I would have. Okay. So I'm wrong. I take issue with that because, like you said, like he's the first one. To me, that's yeah. he's been here since day one. He is the guy. Yeah. He started the whole thing. Obviously, if Max goes to the Hall of Fame at this point, he'll probably be wearing a Nationals cap. But he didn't start his career in DC. Right. And the so the other question is War Machine because War Machine is kind of Iron Man's secondhand man because they're they're you know he, he's using a suit that's basically his. So if Max Scherzer is your Iron Man, first off. Can we take a vote? Who is who is Iron Man? Is it Max Scherzer? Is it Bryce Harper? Bobby didn't nominate anybody. I no, it, no, yeah. I didn't. I, I like both of those. I don't have a problem with. E- I don't have a serious problem with either. Okay, Bryce Harper's not Bryce here. Bryce Harper's so not let's go here. So. Okay, so who would be War Machine? So can, can I? Can I? Can I first? I have another guy for Max. Okay, I know we're jumping around a lot. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm gonna make the case for Max as the Hulk. Okay. Um, and I, I see your case, but give yeah. it to me. I mean, the, the, and, and it, it to me was because I thought to myself, who the heck could be the Hulk? But yeah. um, you know, the idea that four days out of the <laughs> out of out of the five, yeah, Max is Bruce Banner. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. nice, smart guy that is fun to be around. But yeah. oh, that fifth day, <laughs> you don't want to be around. Also, him. he you can make an argument he gets better as he gets madder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets stronger as the more angry he gets. That's oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when he's on the mound, he does flip a switch. And you wouldn't realize they were the same guy. Like, well, he, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. You know him. That's yeah. a really good point. He's grunting out there. I a lot can of totally grunting. See it. A lot of grunting. <laughs> and then him going. Um, uh, Mark Zuckerman just walked in. Uh, Mark is also uh, Mark. You are a fan of Marvel, correct? Marvel comics? Yeah. Well, the, the movies. Movies. All... Um, more DC than Marvel. Actually. More DC than Marvel. I mean, that's not. A, that, you know what's crazy? That's not a. That's not a it, it used to, with not every DC high. movie that comes out, movies in DC yes. are terrible. But in the terms comic of the comics, books, so that's okay. I grew up. Super, <laughs> Superman. I mean, I mean, you know, right. Justice League. But you know what's you crazy know, about that, the DC kind of movies stuff. and how bad they are is that they have Superman. Ba- they have all the, the biggest names. Superman, they have some Batman. great names. Yeah. How did yeah. they manage to mess up all yeah. these movies? Because they gave them well, all to Zack Snyder. Well, I'm going back to the original. I'm talking Christopher Reeve. <laughs> yes. I know you kids don't know these things. When Christopher Reeve actually starts flying out of the Fortress of Solitude, that's, that's a big moment in movie history. So, yeah. are, is this a baseball podcast? Where did I just walk into? <laughs> oh no, we are we are putting all the uh, Nationals into the Avengers. So we have uh, <laughs> we have obviously Captain America's Ryan Zimmerman, Iron Man. Uh, I suggested Max Scherzer. Uh, Jamal said that. Max Scherzer fits more as the Hulk because he all of a sudden will flip a switch when he's on the mound. Four, four days, he's Bruce Banner. That fifth day, all of a sudden, wow, who's this green guy that's yeah. angry okay, I can and see running that. at everybody? I can see that, yeah. Uh, so that's why I would nominate Steven Strasburg as War Machine because War Machine, frankly, let's be honest, boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven Strasburg, <laughs> off the field, was, doesn't have wait, a whole lot to say. Was an option? Yeah, yeah, I, didn't I realize, threw him in there. I didn't Why? realize that he'd throw a War Machine in. Yeah, he's probably he said, the I'll main pick Avenger. He said, only the major Avengers, and he picked War Machine. Yeah, yeah. Love I thought, War Machine. I thought we were doing the original guy. six. Great oh, guy. I named like 10 or 11 uh, you're right, there, but right. you, you included the original six. All right. Uh, the big debate that we have to have is Spider Man. Yes. Because yes. you guys <laughs> believe so wrong. that Trey Turner is Spider Man because, he, you know, he fits that a lot. I <laughs> would argue. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's my argument. Here's my argument. Please tell the people who you want. Juan Soto. 
He is was a teenager last year. He's the closest to high school of any of the the main nationals. He's he's uh, funny. He's got a great personality, which Spider-Man always brings levity to the Avengers movies. Uh, he kind of is punching above his weight class. Like, Spider-Man shouldn't be there. He's, like, 19 or, you know, he's 17. Juan Soto was, like, 19. And yet he's strutting it like he deserves to be there. That was Juan Soto last year. Okay, that's fine, but you're still wrong. So <laughs> part of the beauty about Spider-Man, what makes him the most popular and best uh, superhero is that he is sneaky like the strongest and most important. Yeah. And I think that would fall under Trey Turner. Trey Turner is a small, he's also, Spider-Man's also very nimble, quick, shifty. That's Trey Turner. He's very speedy, obviously. Yeah. And he's also, we hear Dan Coco say it all the time, sneaky pop. I mean, he can just pop the ball out of the field. And Spider-Man is one of the strongest Avengers. Yeah. And again, he's a teenager. Now, Juan Soto's not there yet. He's a big kid, but he's not there yet as in terms of being how one of the strongest on the team. I gotta actually throw another name into this mix, and here's why. All right. Howie Kendrick. As Spider Man. As Spider Man. Yeah. One of the, the heel. No. Oh, no, no. What? What's he been doing all spring? Taking photos. Oh. Peter Parker. Hello. Okay. Howie Kendrick can be Peter Parker. <laughs> wow. Working the Daily Bugle. Who is Jay Jama Jameson then? <laughs> Jay Jonah Jameson. Jonah Jameson or whatever. Bob Henley. <laughs> we gotta get Davy Martinez with a mustache. Get me pictures. Yeah. Bob Henley. No, day one. He was like screaming at them. <laughs> Yeah, um, there we go. All right, we can we can run through the rest real quick, quickly. Uh, I had Howie Kendrick was actually my, my Black Panther, so I had him slotted there. I had Star Lord with Sean Doolittle because he's hilarious. That's a pretty good one. Okay, and uh, I, think okay. I'm, I don't, and, I don't, I don't and, have any, and any like he's pushback like that. yeah, and and Star Lord is like the. Zuckerman has left Lead- the building. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, Z- and he's the leader of his important. own small group within the Avengers. Like Sean Doolittle will be the leader of the bullpen. Um, entering this season. Gotcha. So I, I I agree with that. Okay. That's a good that's a good comparison. Cool. Um, now I'm thinking about who who's Drax in the bullpen. Uh, oh, <laughs> we are not <laughs> adding Drax at all. <laughs> this uh, is this podcast part two. <laughs> Cold um, Glover. <laughs> I know. I said it was going to be awkward. I had I had Black Widow as Anthony Rendon. Okay. Because he's Black Widow might be the most underrated Avenger. She's she's pretty she's pretty cool. And Anthony Rendon is the most underrated. Third in the, base in the new movie, that moment I didn't even realize I liked Black Widow that much until she comes on the screen at first uh-huh. the, in the fight in the new movie. Movie, you know, they're, they're in the street where, yeah. um, uh, what you call it, getting his butt kicked by one of the aliens. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really That's explaining movie, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm explaining it cre- greatly here. Uh, and Black Vision, Widow, you mean Vision and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Vision and, and Scarlet Witch, right? Yeah. I couldn't, uh, couldn't think of his name. Um, and, and all of a sudden, like, Black Widow and Captain, Captain America comes in, and Black yeah. Widow comes, and I'm like, man. And there's another point late where, uh, uh I forget somebody, like, you know, when they're in Wakanda, somebody like yeah. hit, you know hits Black Widow. I'm like, man, you messed up. You yeah. Messed yeah. With, yeah, you messed with Black Widow. Yeah, and I just never thought I've ever had Black yeah. Widow's great. So the other thing about Black Widow, though, she's like one of the few Avengers who doesn't have any superpowers or a special suit to help her out. Right. She is basically just doing it on pure yeah. human skill alone, which I guess I don't know if Anthony. I mean, I guess Anthony's never been an All Star, so that right. kind of falls under like he's just kind of, you know, he's not yeah. Bryce Harper with a superhero. Super yeah. all star talent level fame. Yeah. You, could, you could also argue, I've heard this argument that we should make uh, Anthony Rendon Ant Man because it's literally in the and name. I had Coda Glover's Ant Man. Couldn't tell you why. I wrote this with <laughs> list like two weeks ago. I don't I don't remember why. Uh, real quickly, I had Trey Turner's Hawkeye. I had uh, because I had to fit him out somewhere else. And yeah, I don't because know. You, he was a perfect Spider Man and you didn't want to put him in school. <laughs> well, I, I will argue also, not besides because Ant's in his name, I'll also put Rendon as Ant Man because he kind of. 
shies away, shrinks away from yeah. the spotlight, and that's when he shines the most. The, right. The, the further away from the spotlight, that's like, he's almost better. Yeah. I didn't watch the Ant Man. I watched the movies. There's, there's, they're funny. The first one I watched, blew a bit on the flight, and I like, I liked it. I just, yeah. it, it, there's too much. I don't have enough time. Second the Wasp was good. Oh no, disagree. wrong. All right, last one we got to talk about. Thor. Who is Thor? I had Bryce Harper. This is when I thought he was going to sign with the Nats. Who knows now? Probably not going to come back. Who is Thor? I'm looking at this old picture of Anthony Rendon. He had long hair, long curly hair. <laughs> he did, long. and he cut it like yeah. Thor did. Um, that might be a good Thor. You know what? Actually, well, I think Juan Soto fits Thor to me. Okay. Okay. Is it too much to give him Thor already? Is that a, we've no. got a lot of accolades? That's on a Juan pretty. Soto. That yeah. might be a big one. You know, That's bigger than Rookie of the Year. Just in terms of bulkness, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Jan Gomes. When I was here a week, two weeks ago, when pitchers and catchers reported, he's a big dude. Jan Gomes. Have you seen his forearms? No. They are massive. <laughs> that dude is so strong. Yeah. He's a big guy that can fit the four. Now, he doesn't have the long locks or a giant hammer. Yeah. But or a brother that he can swing, though. He's, yeah. He's a good hit, hitting catcher. You know, Paul, this you did a piece on um, how he's been hitting home runs um, yeah. um, over the past couple of seasons. So I would give it to Young Gums, actually. All right. That's a fair one. Yeah. All right. I would implore the Nationals to make all of these bobbleheads. There is money to be made out there on the secondary market <laughs> you can when throw they're sold. Marvel on anything and people will buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, what's your Twitter handle? At Jamal Collier. You can follow me for all my bad takes and random uh, musings from Spring Training. If you know a place to sell. If you know a place to buy coffee in West Palm Beach, please tweet at Jamal Collier because we don't know where to get Jupiter, coffee down here. Jupiter, Florida. Jamal has his, that place <laughs> locked down. There is not a single from our hotel. You live further downtown but from our hotel to the mm-hmm. ballpark there was not a single place to buy coffee yeah. and these early mornings are really brutal for us Mark Zuckerman who has been floating in and out your Twitter handle is at Mark Zuckerman yes and <laughs> not, not the Facebook guy <laughs> yes please get that one right Bobby is at Bobby underscore Blanco I am at Paul Mancano thank you for tuning into the Mass and All Access podcast we'll be back later with uh, other musings from spring training and perhaps other guests down the road so thanks for tuning in <laughs>